Welcome to Overwatch 5 Night, a podcast for first responders, veterans, and the people. Today we have a great show lined up for you. I'm Nate. This is Steve. Uh, today we're going to go through who we are, what we do, why we have this podcast. Where we have an incident lined up that happened to me personally. And we're going to go through some training and things that you should be doing as you're concealed carrying. Steve? Tell me about yourself. Hi, folks. Well, I'm a retired New Jersey State Trooper. I was in the state police for 25 years. I retired a few years ago. And I have a YouTube channel, Martel Training Group. And some of you may have seen my, my videos. I promote uh, safety, security, survival. I talk about firearm safety. And uh, we, we recently got together. We joined efforts to uh, start this podcast to bring... Uh, information to uh, people that are interested in firearm safety and uh, all types of similar topics. Um, Like I said, my name is Nate. I have 10 years military experience. I was with the 10th Mountain Division. I left the military to become a police officer. Sadly, that was cut short. Um, I had a catastrophic injury, um, which landed me here. Now I have the chance to train individuals. That was, I was always huge on training. Training is a big thing for me. Um, I've been trained by special forces. I've been trained through uh, you know SWAT team in my police department. I've had the normal training that we go through as a police officer and military, and you know it's just something that I want to be able to pass off to individuals out there. So if something goes down, and you're with me. I want to know that you, you know what you're doing, and I can count on you in that fight. So obviously training is a big part of what we're going to be doing, but you are getting in this podcast, Steve, who is the man when it comes to the laws, when knowing what you can and cannot do. He's done a ton of research, and then you have myself with firearms training. I own a company, Crosshair Tactics. I um, do concealed carry. I train for concealed carry. I certify people with concealed carry. The best thing you can do, get out there, train, whether it's with me and my company or somebody else, please get out there and train because just standing at a stagnant target, just sitting there, it's not going to give you the training that you need. Yeah, it's not going to be good enough. And just on that note that Nate mentioned, in the state police, I did a lot of things in the state police for 25 years. Mm-hmm. But my, I ended my career. I was in the firearms investigation unit. I ran that unit the last few years of my career. So that unit handles all things related to firearms, dealers, uh, purchases, permits to carry, permits to purchase, firearms ID cards, so I'm well familiar with the process in New Jersey and how over the top it is in some cases. So we hope with that experience and Nate's experience, we're going to bring to you hopefully up-to-date information as best that we can because as most of you know, this is a fluid situation. It seems to change almost on a daily basis between the lawsuits and the court cases and the court proceedings, but we hope to keep everybody up to date with everything with this podcast. Absolutely. So this podcast, our first podcast, we're going to focus on what we call the incident. This happened to Nate and his family recently. It involves concealed carry. We think it's an important topic, Absolutely. and we'll we'll explain why. But Nate, uh, tell us what really what happened to you. Yeah. So me and my family, we are huge fans of the Phillies. We try and go to every game that we possibly can. This particular day, we're driving to the stadium. I got all four of my kids in the back. My wife is pregnant. She's in the passenger side. We're driving down a two-lane highway. I'm in the right lane. 
if you're following me. We're going westbound. We're going towards Philly. Okay. Come around the bend. I see a guy <laughs> standing on the sidewalk. He just, my spidey senses kicked in. And I'm like, there is something off. And I had passed many people on this drive. But something there was just, wasn't something right. Something wasn't right. My spidey senses kicked in. It was that gut feeling. I've, and one thing I tell everybody, one thing that I follow is always trust that gut feeling. It's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. God put it in yep. your body for a reason. Trust me. So I, you know, I'm, I'm watching her, but I'm also keeping eyes on this guy. Before I know it, this dude pulls out a gun from his waistband, points it right at us. Everybody on the road, we're the ones that get out <laughs> of everybody to get targeted. I immediately, I lunge in front of my wife. I pull the van to the left lane. I, I just yell out, gun. Now, did she see him do this? or She did. Um, she she, uh, she said right after I said gun, because she said she was talking about she was going to say it too. Wow. Which, you know, that's training right there. I, I don't train my wife all the time, but, you know, she, she listens to me. She wasn't on her phone yeah, so exactly. like most people are in the car, right? Um, so... You know, we, we work as a team on a lot of things, and I've talked about situations like this before. I haven't done training with her, but I've talked to her about mm-hmm. things like this. Um, so she went right into the absolute best witness that anybody could be. Uh-huh. Because that, that's, sometimes that's the best thing for those situations. Absolutely. My, my goal was to get my family out of that situation. It wasn't to be a hero. Because here's the thing. And Steve... I, I know you, uh, <laughs> we've talked about this, but I did not have my concealed carry on me because I was going to a Phillies game. I know I can't bring my gun into that stadium, so I made the conscious choice not to bring it because I didn't want to go through the hassle of storing my gun in my vehicle. It just makes me uneasy. I've learned my lesson. Steve, what can I do? So what I usually do is I, I carry a, uh, a lockbox. Uh, the one I carry is a Hornaday uh, tri-point lockbox. You can carry any type of lockbox that's, that's uh, adequate to secure mm-hmm. your firearm. Now, I would stay away from, personally, I stay away from the biometric and the electronic because when it's in your car, it's under extreme weather conditions, whether it's very hot or very cold. There's also high humidity. They tend to not work as well, I found, in those extreme conditions. Mm-hmm. So I go old school. I have a key. It's a lock. Technically, it's 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 an actual yeah. lockbox. And I have the key on my key fob. I have it looped around the frame of my uh, seat. So when I get to an event, like I went to a concert recently at the Lincoln Financial Center with my girls, I got out. When I got there, I unloaded in the, mm-hmm. you know, without anybody seeing me. I unloaded, which is very tricky, and we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. I unloaded and I put the gun in the lockbox and locked it yeah. uh, because I didn't like the idea. I felt like we were going to be safe at the mm-hmm. Lincoln Financial Center. I didn't like the idea of driving to Philly without it, and I didn't like the idea of driving home without yeah. it because of the, the car ride. You, know, you never know what's going to happen, exactly yeah. like what happened to you, Nate. And, and to add to that, what I would also do is buy an AirPod and put it in the safe. All your safes that have guns in them, put an AirPod Great idea, in. great it is idea. It's so easy. If someone breaks into your home, to just grab that safe and take off. Hide an AirPod inside of that safe, because it's going to take them a little bit to break into the safe. And if you can just sit there and watch this full, you know, go about his... Great you know, idea. Yeah. So you can kind of track them. So getting back to the story, 
driving down, guy pulls out a gun, I yell gun, I pull the van to the left lane, my wife is just, you know, the best witness ever. Um, That's awesome. She, I, I immediately grab the phone, I go a little further down, turn around the parking lot to where I can keep eyes on him, but I know he can't see me or mm-hmm. what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I'm, I mean, he's jumping in the roadway, you know, aiming the gun at least 20 or 30 people. I'm on the phone with 911, and the first thing they ask me, you know, is, what's your location? You know, a lot of people just jump right into it. He's got to go. You got to give the location. They don't know where you're at. Yeah, that's that's paramount. When you call 911, that's going to a a call center that handles all of that county so they that dispatcher may not be familiar with your exact location so immediately i give my the town that i'm in where i'm at um and then i go into giving the the dispatcher pertinent information such as what this guy looks like Mm -hmm. and i I stop for a second because that adrenaline kicks in Mm -hmm. i didn't remember and my wife goes (laughs) black male uh thin build young uh short hair I mean, she went through the whole, what he was wearing, everything. Kudos um, to her. That's great. She did a phenomenal job. and But that's the whole thing. Like, what what I've talked to her about before was, I will get us out of there. You need to be the best witness possible. Mm-hmm. She blew it out of the water, man. I'm, that's great. I'm so proud of her. That's awesome. We ended up giving all the information. They ended up finding them, actually, and, and arresting this individual. So, out of everybody who was either a gun pointed at or was around there was a lot of people around how many people do you think actually called 911 sad to say probably not that many exactly so it was me and one other person that one other person wanted to stay anonymous that's crazy it's just and people don't want to get involved they're not doing themselves any favors they're not helping their community you know this this individual luckily they did find him because what if he wanted to up the ante next time? Or what if this wasn't his first time? Yep. And he wanted to really make a statement because when they called him, the first thing he said was, kill me. Yeah, so you found out after the fact that he obviously has mental health issues yes. and he wanted someone to kill him. So he was pointing the gun to the whole yes. suicide by cop thing. Yes. So he wasn't getting what he wanted when he was just flashing his gun. So what was actually stopping this individual from upping the ante? What if he had done this before Exactly. and got that result That's and then came back to it in the mindset of, I'm just going to kill somebody because now I know I'm going to get killed. Exactly. Do you don't know where it's going to lead. Exactly. So if I, had my, if I had my concealed carry on me, would I have pulled the trigger? Absolutely. Yes. I, it, and it, you know from your training, and that, again, brings us mm-hmm. back to training, like yep. you need to be very confident in your abilities if that time yes. ever comes you have to have in your head what you're going to do and nate i know i know how you think because i think the same way you already know you have these scenarios in your head mm-hmm. and if certain things happen you know you're going to respond a certain yeah. way it's actually a scenario that i have actually trained for i have been through training where we actually shot through a vehicle and you know even like while driving what posts you can actually shoot through with a nine millimeter um you know or like hitting a target while you're doing 30 40 miles an hour and that's, down the road. that's a great point to bring up and again we're back to training yeah how many people have actually shot a gun from sitting in a vehicle i know i have and we're even you just have, drawing your we're just from, drawing from a seated position well that's exactly right having the seat belt on training to actually remove that seat belt 
pull your gun out and actually fire. So well, even, you know, when you first sit down, take your shirt off of your gun. So it's exposed. In, so your gun is exposed. So when you do, you're not getting hung up yep. on yep. your shirt yep. or your clothing. And it's these little things that people don't think about. Yep. Absolutely. So this is uh, this is a great lesson, and I know you didn't have a um, great experience with your family. Like you had to go to the police station, you had to give statements. So the police, we were actually um, we want to stay focused on our kids having fun because my kids they know right. what guns look that, like. That's they, what I wanted to ask you. How did yeah. they? What? How did they experience it? What happened with your kids? How so, did you know? Obviously, they were afraid. Yeah, they were they were terrified because they know what guns are they know what guns can do i've had many talks with my kids my kids i, I don't hand them a gun i don't let them shoot at the range they're not there they're yet. too they're too young i'm just getting in with my <clears throat> oldest who was eight with airsoft to kind mm-hmm. of teach him how to do everything so right and we'll talk about that they, in future yeah. podcasts we'll, but they know what age. guns are they knew that someone pointed a deadly weapon at us and they had a ton of questions such as did he point point a gun at us was he going to shoot us who yeah. did he shoot anyone else? Are the police going to get him? You know, they were they were scared. So our sure. main goal was to calm them down, get them focused back on the game, and get to the stadium. Something my wife brought up. She goes, I'm exhausted. Oh, from the adrenaline dump. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. So then I, I explained to her, look, this is something that we go through often in the military as police officers. It's just like up, down, up, down, up, down. For a whole shift, you're up and down, <laughs> up and down, and then you get home and you're like exhausted. Exactly. You know, after I, I talked to her about that, um, I mean, she can't even drive past that area anymore. She she has PTSD. So. Another, another great topic we're going to talk about, great meaning that it's a very important topic. Yes. A lot of people are affected by it, first responders, military, uh, police officers, so we're another Absolutely. another topic we're going to bring up on this uh, podcast. But we got focused back on the game. We got to the game. We had a phenomenal time. I Great. ended up calling the detective the next day and said, "Hey, I want to come in and give a statement." Me and my wife actually went in. We went in. We gave a tape statement, and they explained to us that yeah, they got him. They're they're trying to charge him. They couldn't find the gun. Be- and he didn't have a gun. And on they him. didn't have video footage and i said well wait a minute there are a ton of businesses around where we were that everybody has cameras right yeah um so but where they were looking where dispatch gave them the location did not so they didn't have the right location they didn't and this is what is so important about you know calling and following up because the police can only and detectives can only go off of what they're given. Yeah. So absolutely. I gave them correct location. They were able to pull phenomenal video of the entire incident, which kind of sealed the case. And they saw that the guy had a gun. Yeah. One thing that was said to me because I, I explained, you know, I didn't have my concealed carry. Wish, you know, you know, I, I, of course I don't wish to be in that position. I don't wish to take a life. You know, it, it's something that you know. Yeah, I've experienced before, and it's not a fun thing it's not you know it's years of therapy that you're going to have to go through rest right exactly so, but I, I did say you know to protect my family you know i i i regret not having my concealed carry on me and i the detective actually looked at me and went nah you don't want to go through that <laughs> and you know everybody wants to avoid the they know everybody's the first thing is oh, i'm going to get you know go through the court system i'm going to get yeah. i could get charged but how do you feel about that I would rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. And the first thing you're going to do is protect yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where the chips fall, they fall. I mean, again, you don't want to be in that situation. But if you are, 
you're going to do what you have to do to protect yourself yeah. and your family. So some things with that I, I would also like to add to it. If you do use your concealed carry weapon, whoever is calling 911, make sure that individual relates the clothing that you're wearing so they know you are the good guy. You're the guy that's, yes. you know, stopping this individual. After the individual is down, you know, not just because you shot that person doesn't mean they're dead. That's right. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you you still, you know, have eyes on this individual. When officers get there, make sure that, you know, you either holster your weapon, hands in the hands air, because yep. they, they don't know yet. All they see is an individual with a gun. That's right. Um, they get a report of someone with a gun, somebody shot, yeah. and they pull up, and you're holding the gun. You yeah. know, they don't know. Follow directions. You know, tunnel vision probably kicks in. Just follow their directions. They're going to treat you because that's how I handle situations like that. When I get to a scene, everyone is a bad guy until I prove otherwise. Yep, yep. absolutely. So I treat everyone the same in the sense of cuffs go on, but these cuffs come off as quickly as they go on. We'll figure out the situation. It's nothing against yep. you. It's just what we do to make sure that everyone's safe. Because if I pull up on the scene and bad guy is acting like a good guy just so bad guy can get me, that's the situation that I'm not going to put myself in. in. So, yep. you know, just follow all commands, all directions, and it will be handled. If there's something that happens that you feel like you are treated unjustly, that can be handled in court, not on the street. Yes, absolutely. With that incident, um, you know, a lot of learning lessons in that. So we're going to move into training now on things that you can do to better protect, better conceal carry. So like I explained in the video, my wife, she really was impacted by this. My kids were impacted with this. Yeah. PTSD is a serious thing. It's not just with veterans and police officers. You know, civilians can go through the same thing, even with something as simple as this. Yeah. And something that a police officer... <laughs> Kind of sees all the time. Right, exactly. Um, and your so, wife is driving in a car yeah. and this happens suddenly and all yep. of a sudden now she's got these uh, feelings absolutely. and yes. Absolutely. Regardless of what you're going through, reach out, get help. If not getting help is only going to make it worse. It's like looking at a broken arm and going, eh, it'll heal itself. Mm -hmm. ah, I'll just hide it. I'll just yeah. mask it. You go get help for that. Why not go get help for one of the major parts of your body, which is your mind. That's a great analogy, Nate, because I think a lot of people think, like, this this is normal and it'll go away after a while, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't, it just gets worse, yep. and it affects your life. So great advice. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, with that, also get training. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll link my website in the bio. Please, you know, whether you're using my company or not, Crosshair Tactics, and if you are listening to this you can go to crosshairtactics.com you can hit that message button on there it will notify me personally you will be speaking to nate and i'll set you up with training yeah and you can see what's offered absolutely i have a range of uh, range instructors we we were all dedicated to make sure that you are getting the absolute best training that you could get sounds good so if you like the content that we put out today and we have a lot of great content coming between training, news, especially with New Jersey, with the laws that yep. are constantly being put Changed out. Changed on a daily basis, it seems. Third Circuit Court just released a huge...
huge blow. Not the end, but yep. it is a blow. That's right. Please smash that like button, subscribe, like, send it out to your friends. Make sure you all are in the know. So until next time, take care, stay safe, and stay tuned to the next episode.